and welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. This is Al Simon, your host with Sander Training by Simon Inc. And on Simon Says Let's Talk Business on this show, we talk with high-performing business, business professionals, easy for me to say. And we do it so we can sharpen our skills and learn new ideas and concepts and share best practices. And we get to talk with real smart people and uh, learn stuff. So it's really good. So, listen carefully, take some notes. You may want to uh, engage with my guest today at the end after you hear the good stuff we're going to talk about. And as always, we'll conclude the show with a sales tip from moi in our Ask Al segment. So, really pumped today. I have uh, two guests, uh, two of my newest clients, brothers, business partners. Uh, so, we've got Matthew and David Baranko. With Baranko Enterprises, welcome, guys. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, this is pretty cool because y'all are our brothers, so you, you know you got a family business that you own and run, and and uh, of course I have a family business that I think I run, but I think mostly it's my partner <laughs> who runs it, and uh, I just do radio shows and stuff. So yeah, how about that. <laughs> so so Matthew and David. Uh, now okay, so you're brothers, and it's family business. Uh, so how long you been doing it, and how's it going so far? Well, we've been doing this since uh, 2001, out of the back of my truck, moonlighting, trying to get this thing off the ground. Uh, I asked Dave, after a couple of years of seeing that this thing might have legs, yes, and asked him if he'd like to partner up, because I've always wanted my own business. I've, God's always placed it in my heart to own my own business ever since I was in high school, mowing lawns and things like All that. Right. So, okay. 2001, did it out of the back of my truck. Uh, I finally asked Dave if he'd like to come on board and help me grow this thing because um, he's he's got a great business mind and I got good hands. I can work on equipment. Okay. And so, David, your story? Well, it, it couldn't happen at a better time. I was going through some difficult personal circumstances at the time. Matt asked me to come on board and uh, it just seemed like all uh, indicators were pointing that way, so I jumped ship from uh, my background in corporate America for about 10 years, and uh, here we are. All right. Okay, so interesting thing about that. You start out, I mean, this is like the classic entrepreneur, right? The back of the truck mm -hmm. kind of thing, yeah? <laughs> How long were you working out of the back of the truck? Probably three years before I talked to Dave. Okay. So you did it for three years on your own? Yes, moonlighting. All right, because uh, he had a day job. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. he, had a, he had a side hustle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this became your main hustle, huh? Yes, sir. It did. All right. Excellent. And then you, you brought David on, and, and then you started to grow, right? Very rapidly. But you're brothers. Yes. And so, you know, we always think of brothers as being, you know, wrestling in the backyard and we did. You did. Okay. So, I mean, so really, did that go badly for a while, or did it, would it always really click? Um, I would say it, it clicked right off the bat, but we also had our ups and downs. I mean, we are both very strong-willed individuals, so we might have our disagreements during the day, but at 5 o'clock, we're drinking a beer together. Yeah. Or whatever, because you because you actually have a. I've been in your office. You have the great setup of the stuff that you do with Baranco Enterprises, which, by the way, we can talk about that is uh, is uh, maintaining, installing right the beverage stuff in restaurants and mainly convenience stores. But main, yes, mainly convenience stores. Okay, yeah. Yes. 
So you've got this great setup. I've always worried when you come into our training center, like you're going to drink our coffee, you're going to go, yes, you know. <laughs> I did. This coffee is, <laughs> this, this is second-rate coffee. We need to install a better system here, right? <laughs> I still drank it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It was good. So, uh, so what advice would you give people if they're thinking about joining or, or starting a family enterprise? How, how did you make it work, and what advice can you give others for that? I would say for us, um, I think right off the, the start, um, both Matt and I realized we were, we're kind of wired differently. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, because um, I, I know all of you listeners out there probably have family members that you know, you're very similar to, yes. and you probably share a lot of the same passions and you think the same way. And that sometimes doesn't work that well. And so for Matt and I, um, um, you know, for, w- with our success in these last 20 years, He's just wired differently than I am. His strengths are not mine and vice versa, and uh, that, that's, that's been one of the key um, reasons we've been successful. So I, I, would, I, would, I would make sure whoever you're starting the venture with that you, th- those individuals have a really good understanding of each other and that um, you know, you're, you're going to have problems. That's just the way it is, but you know, how do you respond to those problems in a respectful and loving way? Okay. That is great advice. Yeah. And, and uh, for Sherry and I, you know, my partner and wife, uh, you know, she does different things than I do in the business, too. And you all have that thing, too, right? You have your mm-hmm. – David, you have that, your stuff right. that you do. That's and right. Matthew, you have your stuff that you do. And, yes. And do you ever get any, into each other's kitchen, so to speak? Uh, we encourage it, I think. Uh, yeah. Dave has great ideas for me, and I hope I have good ideas for him, but uh, – uh, he's, he's he's smiling, but he's not nodding. So I don't know. <laughs> Good thing this is radio. <laughs> no, he's he's a great partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I encourage his advice yeah. in my life. Uh, he's my older brother, so um, I take that to heart, and I take it as wise counsel in my life. Mm. So he's helped me not just in business, but in life in general. That's awesome. That is a great thing to say. Yeah, I, I welcome the the input too from Matt. I mean, it's it's one of the um, things I really appreciate be, appreciate about being in my own uh, business with my brother is, you know, I got a trusted partner who I can bounce ideas off without fear of judgment or issues mm-hmm. in r- regards to that, and that that's been instrumental, I think, in uh, in our in our success. Yeah, and also I I, I know that y'all welcome outside you know third parties to help you too. You've you've got you've got a, a business coach and you've got us. Oh, we got Al coach. Simon now. That's that's that's. Uh, hey, you're that. set for life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do that, and a lot of people a lot of people don't believe in that. They believe in keeping things in house, and, and especially family businesses that don't often look for third party help to make sure that you're on track. But y'all believe in that, don't you? Yeah, it's a biblical principle out of Proverbs about where there's many advisors. I think there's fruits in that uh, that discussion. Absolutely. Plus, uh, if you, you can't necessarily think that y'all can know it all yourselves, right? I mean, that's what we, where we are. We always look for our third parties mm-hmm. to help us as well. That's good. And, and groups that we can join that where smart people can help us out. Mm-hmm. And you've got that going too, which is great. And y'all do something really cool, too, for your employees, right? You've got a, a really uh, great workplace uh, where you're encouraged getting together and, and getting away from the desk and the phone and the computer and just having some fun, don't you? Tell us about that. I'm assuming he's talking about what we do on Friday afternoons. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah, we um, – around 3 o'clock – we we kind of just shut the office down and we uh, we all just kind of go to the back of the warehouse and just kind of let loose and 
there might be some beverages and cigars that are brought out and it's it's a time to just um, you know kind of catch up from the week and un, you know loosen up talk freely some of the greatest ideas we've had have come out of those discussions on friday afternoons on the back dock okay all right that's, that's <laughs> great that you, that you do that i bet your employees really look forward to that too don't they yeah i mean my i actually got a line item in the budget now for that uh, that exact thing <laughs> okay <laughs> it made the budget that's that right important. <laughs> that's exactly that's how much we appreciate the the, the input from uh our employees. I mean, it started right. back, you know, on the back of Matt's tailgate, just having a beer, yeah. you know, years and years ago. And we just kind of, you know, have continued the uh, um, meeting and it's it's paid off. Excellent. And, yeah. And the, 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 and the team can feel, you know, they, they feel safe to share what's on their mind. I mean, the, you know, another reason for our success is a culture I think we've created there. And one of the parts about creating a good culture is there's got to be trust. And if the owners can create the environment where the employees feel safe, that they're okay to share what's on their heart, many great things can happen. Okay. Yeah, and I know that y'all are, uh, have, have read the book, uh, James Collins' book, Good to Great, and, and, you, and that you believe in making sure that your employees are in the right spots mm-hmm. uh, and that they're thriving and, uh, and, that you, and, and that you monitor that to make sure that they're thriving if they're not. So t- tell us a little bit about, about how you handle that. Yeah, sure. So part of our, uh, our vision is to create an environment where – uh, our employees and our um, customers thrive and part of the there's a reason that employees are listed first i mean we we all believe here at Barranco that you know you take care of your people they're going to take care of your customers and so part of uh what does that mean i mean thriving can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people for us it means on the employee side um that they're in the right they're in the right seat and what what i mean by that um you know, take a little bit further what what jim had said in the book you know one of my passions is is helping people understand their God-gifted talents, how they're wired. And when somebody's using those God-gifted talents in society to help serve a need in society, you know, a byproduct of that is passion. And, it, and it's, it's very attractive. Customers want to be around it. Other colleagues want to be around it. And so we do our best to try and find out how somebody's wired to utilize their gifts to serve the need in society. And it could be the serve a need in our business or what the customer needs. And so... Um, that that's just a passion of ours to make sure we create that environment where the employee can thrive. And and so it's not just you said how they're wired. So that that's that that can mean skill sets, right? But it could also mean the way they think, can correct, it? Correct, correct. Okay. And to make sure that they what they do every day, all day, um, uh, gives them satisfaction and a mm-hmm. sense of absolutely uh, value. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, we call it good days. Are you having a good day? Oh yeah. So. We want them to know what a good day is. Okay. Do they often uh, answer in the, in the negative when you ask that? Uh, sometimes they do, but uh, even even in bad days, you know, you're going to learn many things. Mm-hmm. So as long as, as long as they learn from what that bad day was, it's truly a good day. And you can learn too, right? Because if there's things that are not quite right and they're oh. not really thriving, don't you want to know? Absolutely. Sooner rather than later, yeah. Absolutely. That's good. Okay. And so I'm sure you've had occasion to shift someone to a different seat, haven't you? Yes, sir. It, it happens. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, there's, there's times where, you know, ideally we, we have big hopes for a person in a certain role, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And, you know, uh, let's dig deeper into that and find out why it's not working out and, and see if we can help that person still at Barranco. You know, you know, bottom line is we want them to thrive, and sometimes that employee may not thrive at Barranco. And so we'll help them in any way we can to look 
outside of Barranco to see where their skills could be better utilized. Right. Okay, so yeah, y'all mentioned just a little bit ago uh, that if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customers, and that is often a value that that companies have, privately held companies especially have. You know, what are the others? What are there maybe the the three most important attributes of Barranco Enterprises' success? Well, first and foremost is that um, Dave and I are God-fearing men, so. God is the center of this company. It's his company. And uh, as long as we're following and obeying what he's, where he's leading us, it's going to be successful. Um, doesn't have to be on revenue. Doesn't have to be um, what the standard world thinks is success. But as long as that Dave and I are thriving and the people are thriving, then it's a successful company to us. And uh, I think God is the center of it. We know he's the center of it. And we know he's got big plans for us. What that is in the future, I don't know. But we're going to follow his his guidance and be obedient to that to that calling. Excellent. All right. Real good. Two w- and three. Well, I would say you know he's that, that's 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 one of our core values is faith. I mean, right behind that would be serving others. Um, and we kind of tar- talked about that a little earlier about you know allowing people to understand what their gifts are to serve others and that mm-hmm. need in society. So serving others is a part of our core values. Also trustworthiness, you know, simple truth, you know, honesty is the best policy. You know, we, 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 we want you to tell you the truth. Uh, passion. We talked about that earlier. That's our fourth core value. You yeah. Know, if you're in the, if you're doing something you love and it, it's naturally going to come out as, um, your, your passion, you know, and people, and that's very attractive. We've actually had customers call us, call me personally, you know, I really only want you to send Brian on this job next time because yeah. he, he loves what he does and it comes out and, it, and, and it's attractive and it, 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 it brings in other customers. It brings in other employees. And we, we want that for all of our employees to be passionate about what they're doing. And do you see it in your employees today? Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you can also see when it's not happening. And that, right. that's, that's when we got to figure out what's going on. Okay. Yeah. So you must have a really interesting vetting process for new employees. Is that, I mean, because if you're looking for, if you're looking for trustworthiness, right, and you're looking for passion, how do you find those things? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Al. Um, I mean, five years ago, you know, we, we work in the service business and, um, our our turnover was right at about 75 percent which was horrendous and Mm -hmm. we had to figure out we had to do things different we had we knew we had a problem and we had to do we had to find some different things to do and and one of them was you know really understanding i mentioned it earlier how how do we best understand how you're wired because you know anybody can come into an interview and wow an audience for 60 minutes. If you're a great actor or actress, you, you, can, you can kill it in an interview. And we, and we got burned a few times in that. So how do we, how do we take it to the next stage? Who, how do we put some controls in place prior to them coming in for a face-to-face interview? So we, we've gone down through a different sets of uh, personality culture tests mm-hmm. and or surveys, if you will, to help us really identify you know, who we should bring in for a face-to-face. So putting on some simple controls like that and also not, and then asking the right questions during the interview, that was hugely helpful. We brought in mm-hmm. some consultants to help us out there. And now that was five years ago. We're probably right at about mid twenties as far as um, our turnover rate. And uh, very, very proud of that. And uh, everybody knows what bad turnover is and how, it, how it's very demoralizing to the workforce. And so, you know, yes. w- with this past year of the great resignation, we haven't had anybody in the office quit 
and we you know we're at about 20 percent in the technician level as far as our turnover so very proud of that you should be very proud of that, that that's almost hard to believe in this environment yes so you, so you went from 75 percent turnover to mid-20s in, in five years in five years and still holding with that with this environment of the you know great recognition that is amazing and it's because you change your interview process mostly yes yeah and and also how we onboard and we you know we, i think the the big picture and how we create that environment where the employee can thrive mm. and so once once a new hire gets involved gets gets into our system it's, it's apparent real quick that hey branco's doing something different here mm. and it's attractive to a lot of different people i bet it would be mm-hmm. yeah they they feel it right so they feel once they're on board and they, they start to feel a sense of belonging a sense of of you know these people listen and and this is a good place to be and i, and I, I, can I believe so i'm kind of biased i mean i'm the yeah. owner but yeah, yeah. If, i think if you put one of our employees in here i think they would, i think they truly would answer the same way that is tremendous that's i mean it's, I'm, I'm blown away by that by these numbers mid you know 75 percent down to mid-20s in five years that's mm-hmm. you just never hear that <laughs> that's, that's that's incredible <laughs> that's great stuff so um obviously y'all are successful uh, you, 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 you have a system for your employees that, that, that makes them feel good about what they're doing and, and, they, and helps them to thrive. Uh, your revenues are improving, right? And, um, and, and so you must have some good advice for people uh, in, in terms of what has being in business together taught you over the years. Well, what, are the, what are the main things that being in business has taught you all over the years? Oh, man, I'd say the number one thing for me um, personally has been humility. Um, I don't do this to wow anybody. Um, I do it to serve others. Um, Serving others has been a passion my entire life. Uh, I've always wanted to help people. Um, I I just think that the humility of running a business is um, my main attribute. I mean, I... Mm. I don't, I don't like talking about myself, but this, yeah. you, you asked <laughs> hey, the you're point you're on the right. radio, man. You got to <laughs> talk about yourself. <laughs> and I asked, asked the question, yeah, so okay. You did. It's you all did. right. It's all right. Humility, I say, is the number one thing. Um, I, I never want to be in the spotlight. Um, I want everyone else to be feel like they are the, they are the center of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to uh, take away or detract from the other person that I am engaging with. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel like the number one person in the entire universe right then and there. Yeah. So humility, uh, I never want to flaunt this company in any, anybody's face. Yeah. I don't care how much it makes. I don't care how big it is. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is that everyone that I come in contact with feels like the most important person in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, when I was a kid, Matt, I, I read a book by Gail Sayers. Uh, you know, if, for those of our listeners who don't know, Gail Sayers was a Hall of Fame running back for the Chicago Bears way back in the 60s, maybe. That's uh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book. Uh, the title of the book was I Am Third. And he, and he talked about God first, others second, I'm third. And that book had a tremendous impact on my life. I still remember it. You know, how many years later? <laughs> I'm not going to say. A bunch of years later. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Matthew. I mean, you know, humility, uh, which then translates, manifests itself in serving others. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. 
So your advice to others might be put others first, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. 100%. It's not about you. Very good. How about you, David? I would I would say for me, um, you know, I'm a recovering c- control freak. And so, <laughs> you know, over, over the years, um, uh, you can't – I know your listeners can't see me, but my, my, my fists are all tight right now. And, and at the beginning – of the business it was all about me and what I could accomplish and mm. when I started to open my hands and to give it back to others to give it back to the Lord um, things started to change yeah. and so for me that one of the overwhelming um, attributes to for me personally in the success of the businesses is, is is giving up control I mean it's th- th- not giving up responsibilities but giving up control and you know it's not it's not about me it's about uh, what we're trying to accomplish as a company you know yeah. as an institution and um, so that that's a daily battle for me is giving it up. Very good. Very good. I appreciate y'all coming on and sharing this with our listeners and, and with me. Uh, this, is, this, is, this has been great. So thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's our pleasure. So if, if any of our listeners would like to engage with you and, and contact you, what's the best way to do that? I'd say visit our website, barranco.us. Um, that'll have all the contact information there. Okay. And, uh, yeah baranco.us okay and it's uh, it's it's david and matthew baranco uh, owners brothers and uh and and focused on others hey that rhymes <laughs> <laughs> well anyway but thanks for being with us this is uh, again al simon with sandler training by simon inc and uh, my guest today on simon says let's talk business have been matthew and david baranco with baranco enterprises terrific stuff guys Thank you, Al. Right. Thanks, Al. So we always end our shows with uh, with a sales tip. We call it Ask Al, and uh, where we take a question from a listener and uh, and answer the question here on the air. Uh, and if you have a question uh, for me, Al Simon at Sandler Training, uh, about sales or sales management is really what we're talking about there. If you have a question for the Ask Al segment, uh, send me an email, al.simon at sandler.com al.simon at sandler.com some of your question and it we just might uh, put your question up here on the air and uh, so today's question that we're going to deal with comes from russell so russell says and i'm going to do some interpreting here interpreting interpreting of the question <laughs> here okay because I'm not sure exactly what you mean, Russell, but you said, I would ask, how do I close more sales and get more new business? So it's a conjunction, right? Get, close more sales and get more new business. And, and I think that, that some people look at those as two different things, uh, but I look at them as the same thing, personally, um, because there, there are two ways to grow revenues in a business one is to get new accounts uh, and we spend a lot of, of, of our efforts at Sandler training and helping our clients get new accounts but another one is to grow existing accounts grow and keep existing accounts and in fact David Sandler our founder uh, he said we should spend 80% of our time so four of the five days every week working on our current accounts and only one day or 20% of our time getting new accounts he also said that you take care of your customers and they'll bring you your next one. 
Uh, so, so, and that, that, you know, that 80, 20 thing that may not fit your model, uh, for each of our listeners, but I think we can take a lesson from that. The lesson being, uh, lots of ways to grow revenue. Um, but if you, th- if you look at that 80% of that equation of, of helping your customers, really, really helping your customers, that means we have to ask more questions. We have to know what their problems are, not just in what they're currently buying from us or currently paying us to do. But also, what else are they working on? And, and, and what else uh, are they trying to solve? And, and, and what's in their way? And if we're asking those questions and we really understand our, our customers, which means don't do everything through email, by the way. <laughs> really talk to people. And then we'll start to understand what they need. And it, and it could be that we can solve those issues, or it could be we know third parties that we can introduce them to that can solve um, those issues. But if we're focused on helping our customers do better and thrive, uh, then that will turn into business for us, whether it's more business with this current customer or whether it's an introduction or referral to somebody else, whatever it is. Um, and speaking of referrals, introductions, and, uh, and other ways to get new business, that should be a, 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 real, a, a real emphasis for people is asking for introductions to others. You know, there's lots of reasons why people don't. Maybe they don't, they want, don't want to look desperate or maybe they don't know how to ask uh, or maybe they don't want to look like they're, you know, always asking and taking. Uh, but if you're focused on them, and they know it, if you're focused on others, and if you're, if you're introducing them to others that can help them and being a connector, maybe even giving them referrals and introductions, uh, then it's just a two-way conversation, and it works out better. And, and it's, uh, uh, it's uh, Emerson's Law of Compensation. Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of his essays, wrote about that, the idea of being a giver and a connector. And we, uh, you know, people... People label that as what goes around comes around, and it really is true. Uh, and then lastly, I would say always, you know, always have a prospecting system that you're working. You know, a lot of people in, who are in sales full-time still don't do prospecting well. They do it haphazardly and when they, you know, have time. Uh, but we really should be focused on a prospecting system that we execute on a daily, uh, weekly basis where we block our calendars to do X amount of activities to get new business, and block our calendars to do X number of activities to keep and grow existing business, and we're consistent uh, with honoring that calendar blocking. And so, Russell, I hope that answers your question, but that's what I would say. Best ways to close more sales and, and get new business. Bottom line, be focused on others, which goes along with what we heard today from Matthew and David Barranco. And uh, that's today's uh, segment of Ask Al and our sales tip. And And so, once again, guys, thanks for uh, being with us today. Uh, And for everybody else, good selling.